Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. After this brief intro, you'll hear the audio from our latest live Instagram Q&A. Our live sessions are so much fun. We basically Mm -hmm. show up and connect, commiserate, and build skills alongside our upbringing community. Folks write in ahead of time or chime in with questions and struggles around kids' big feelings and challenging behaviors. We typically explore five to 15 questions and offer our take, our instincts, our goals, helpful phrasing, and ways to parent with alignment and integrity using our resist approach. Thank you for being here and for supporting us. And if you'd like to give your family and upbringing some extra support, please visit our website at upbringing.co to learn about our upcoming membership community, as well as our shop, which is now full of informative guides and inspiring prints based on everything we've shared here on the podcast these past two years. Wow. Two years. (laughs) Thanks for growing up alongside us one conversation at a time. Here we go. Hey everyone, hey. I'm Hannah, this is Kelty, we're upbringing. Um, we're here live on the weekend, which is a little unusual, um, to chat with Jen Lumenlin of Your Parenting Mojo, our colleague, friend, and co-creator of our Right From The Start uh, baby course and community that's launching this week. So we've been getting so many questions mm-hmm. um, and comments from people being like, what about this? Does it help with this? Where, you know, it's an investment in time, mm-hmm. um, in money. Um, some people are asking, I want, should I get this for my friend? Is, would this be a good gift? So mm-hmm. we just wanted to jump on here with Jen and just talk mm-hmm. babies a little, talk about the mm-hmm. course a little bit, talk about our own experiences um, as new parents and mm-hmm. connect with you. And then if you have any questions, um, not just about the Right From The Start course, but just like questions in general mm-hmm. about having a baby, um, mm-hmm. you know, preparing yeah. for one, um, being in that first year, mm-hmm. supporting challenges with other siblings. What other issues yeah. do we? What's what's going type on in with here? you and your baby? Yeah. you know, it could be uh, brand new newborn stuff. It could be um, they're crawling now and they're getting into their sibling stuff and getting bopped all the time. It could be they won't let me play alone. It could be they're resisting diaper changes and um, mm-hmm. they won't take milk from other people or they won't try these foods. What's yeah. going on with everyone? Yeah, we're bringing Jen on here. Awesome. Just invited her, so hopefully it's working. Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you doing? Happy awesome. Saturday. Happy Saturday. Good to see your face. <laughs> Likewise. Well, we were just listing the uh, ever-growing list of, of challenges people often go through with, with their babies, whether it's their mm-hmm. first or their fifth. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going yep. on. There's a lot that comes up that... Um, 
yeah, pops out and surprises you as a, as whether you're a new parent or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a challenging time for sure. <laughs> I think there, we talk so much about other people's and our folks in our community, their challenges, their questions. And I think it would be fun to start this, this live podcast with you just talking about what each of us was going through mm-hmm. as a new parent, you know, for the first time or the second time and just paint a picture. I mean, I think such a huge reason that we created this course was about creating a course that we wish we'd had when we were, were new parents. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, uh, maybe we can paint a picture a little bit and, and really relate in that way. Yeah. Um, so you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, like I, experiences uh, are different a little I bit. was, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I very much didn't want to uh, have any sort of medication unless I had to during the birth. And there were a couple of reasons for that. One was selfish and one was not. Um, I had sort of not such amazing parenting role models and uh, sort of had this big fear that I wouldn't be able to bond with her in some way. And I had read that medication can potentially interfere with that. And so I just kind of didn't want anything getting in between uh, in in the way of that. Um, And then the second aspect of it was that I had a plan to hike the Tour de Mont Blanc. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, like you do in in France and Switzerland and Italy, it's a 10 day hiking trip around Mont Blanc. And uh, I really wanted to do it with Karis. And she was going to be about eight weeks old to eight to 10 weeks before the season closed. And so I realized if I have a C-section, there is no way I'm going to recover in time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was highly motivated for selfish reasons too. And so we got through it all and it was a relative, it was long, but a relatively easy birth. And, um, and when I came out the other side, I, I realized I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And, and I'm so embarrassed to tell this story now, but on the second day after she was born, uh, I guess my, she was up earlier. My husband uh, had her out in the rocker in the living room and I came out and, and I stopped by uh, the nursery and I, I picked up a, I think a toy with, with sort of rough uh, surface on it and a toy with something smooth and fluffy on it. And I put one in each of her hand and I, and my husband looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? I, I'm teaching her about texture. <laughs> <laughs> I look back on that now. I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> so there was a lot of fumbling around. Uh, there was a lot of pain. Nursing was very painful. And uh, there was a lot of gassiness. And my in-laws trying to convince us that she wasn't eating enough and that we must need to supplement because my husband's cousin wasn't making enough milk and she needed to supplement. So, of course, I should supplement too. Um, but we made it through those first weeks and we did hike the Tour de Mont Blanc and it was one of the most incredible things I've ever done in my life. So I was glad that happened. (laughs) That's awesome. I think our daughters are around the same age and I love picturing you hiking this incredible place. And I was like really sitting on the couch like all day, every day, but I was doing while you were doing that. (laughs) Well, I mean, people ask me, you know, how could you possibly have done that? Wasn't it so hard? And I was like, no, because when I was at home, what was I spending all my time doing? Trying to get Mm -hmm. the baby to go to sleep. Whereas when she's hiking, you know, she's on you all the time and she's just sleeping most of the time. And so we would just organize the day so that she would be sleeping. We'd be walking. When she woke up, we would stop and rest and she would nurse and Mm -hmm. we'd spend half an hour doing that. And then we'd get up and walk again. And so it, it was a perfect routine for a newborn. And, and it was a huge part of me kind of finding myself as a parent and realizing I can be myself and be a parent as well. But then you had to go home, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that plane ride back was not pretty because uh, she was so used to being on me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired. I want to lie down and sleep. And she's like, no, I want to be on you. <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we did have to transition home and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. It, it really wasn't. Uh, but it was and we and we continued hiking on a regular basis. Um, so I, I look back on it as sort of a really a peak experience of parenting and of my life as well. Um, and that it really set the stage for us today and the way that we've continued adventuring today. I love that. I think when you think about though, like there are just so many metaphors with like climbing around mountains and, and like doing things you've never done before and feeling like it's on an adventure, all of these, these metaphors for having a baby in that first year. And I think uh, we were talking recently with, with some coaching folks that like a baby is this, this idea of bringing home a baby is like, Oh, it's so exciting. It's so great. We're very, you know, motivated to, experience it positively and portray it positively to other people but we always for, we forget and it's not really commonly discussed in the form of a trauma mm -hmm. right and I think so often the birth itself is very traumatic and then there's that first year mm -hmm. where I think we have this feeling that like well we had the birth plan we we got through the birth and now we're good to go and I think mm -hmm. that's the feeling I experienced a lot um with my second especially but my first mm -hmm. I had Kelty and her husband and my husband and like I had so much support and felt felt so so cared for we made it through but it was actually that second child two years later Same. where mm -hmm. we really struggled and I think so much of it was because in our minds and in our communities it was like this isn't my first rodeo I'm good to go mm -hmm. we're just yeah. adding on another another sibling been there done how that. hard can it be <laughs> exactly and so I think that 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 is a huge experience that we just don't discuss that much with those those challenges. I mean, I remember my my daughter um, didn't really like like the baby very much and struggled to you know treat him gently, and mm -hmm. she was all of a sudden with my partner a lot more than than I was used to, and and she struggled with with ad adapting to him and the way he parented a little bit, and I struggled letting go of that control of having done things a certain way with her and then letting that go, and that was just her, and that wasn't even dealing with a new baby. I had a C-section. He had ear infections the first year that were really, really tricky. When I think about it now, I'm just like, I don't know how we how we got through it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's so easy to go into that second or third or fourth baby just being like, it's just more, more good, more baby squishies, more love, more family, more connection. And it was more crying, mm -hmm. more diapers, more late sleepless nights, yeah. more more needs to be filled. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's all the stuff that nobody told us. Yeah. And that's why, why, why we created this course really to talk about all those invisible things and the ways that we can be juggling those needs and feeling a little bit more on top of stuff as we're finding what's right for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super yeah. important. Um, sort of understanding right, what does the research say? Like, what do I actually need to know about <laughs> what's really important here? And then the rest of it being like, Zen <laughs> and just realizing there's so much that we can let go mm -hmm. and there's so much that we don't need to be in control of and to try to manage and that things will just kind of happen the way they're going to happen and we can go with that flow and there's so much peace to be found there mm -hmm. um, rather than in the trying to control every single aspect of what's going on with baby and with mm -hmm. baby's interactions with your partner if you have one and baby's interactions with your other child if you have one and there's so much control that can, can easily sneak into these relationships mm -hmm. yeah anyone here um 
on the live videos that is, post a little chat if something you're going through with your new baby if there's anything going on otherwise we're just going to keep talking about um all this fun stuff um i think it's it's true that it's it's all the things that that we didn't know going into any of this and i think a lot of people ask okay if i take this right from the start course is it going to be adding more to my life like in as in a, good way, a to, or a to do way. list yeah. it's just more to watch it's more to consume it's more to, more boxes to check i'm already struggling to check the main ones and i think we usually just say no it's not adding to to your to do list in a lot of ways it's going to be giving you that permission like you said jen to let go of a lot of stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i th- i think that the way we design the content really helps parents to take it on and and that the the you can watch it in different formats you know you can watch mm-hmm. the video you can download the audio only you can download the transcript and and read it skim it you know listen while you're walking the dog and mm-hmm. that they're all you know f- 15 minutes 20 at the most so you could listen in while while you're nursing or bottle feeding you could mm-hmm. do it while you're multitasking on something else and you don't have to remember oh i'm halfway through this and i forget where i was and i have to pick it up again 15 minutes and you're done with that topic <laughs> you will not so, be tested yeah. on it well maybe by yeah. your baby <laughs> <laughs> we'll answer your questions yeah but there won't be a test i think something else that folks i mean i loved this was so fun to launch with you in april and i'm so excited to do it again and i feel like one of the big things we realized that we hadn't kind of foreseen was was those second parents who were like oh my gosh i i know i want to do it a little differently with the second or third or, or fourth child but if I acknowledge the fact that I want to do it differently, what does that mean for the child I already have and the way I did it with them? Mm-hmm. And that's a lot to reconcile. And that's, that's, it takes a lot of, of bravery um, and vulnerability to say, well, maybe I did it this way and maybe I'm going to do it differently that way. And I think that's why I really appreciated the research that came in and, and the way we kind of dealt with a lot of these topics that are so sensitive because it's so easy for us and for, as, for parents to feel that sense of shame, like, that I did, I did it right or I did it wrong. Mm-hmm. I did it perfectly or I did it really bad. I, I helped raise them or I screwed them up, right? Yeah, and, and uh, that doesn't, that sort of mental voice <laughs> happening in there telling you all those things, it, it isn't helping you and it isn't helping your child if, if that's what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, and what actually is much more useful in these kinds of situations is self-compassion. Mm-hmm. is um you know what i i didn't go into this with any kind of plan or idea what it was happening last time and some of it <laughs> i look back on now and maybe i would have done it differently and now i know better and now i'm going to do something that i think is a little bit different but i don't need to look back on that and i think i i really went through that when i i discovered respectful parenting uh when my daughter was only about 4 months old so plenty of parents discover it way later than that and just think oh my goodness is it too late and the answer is no <laughs> it's never mm-hmm. too late but i i definitely look back on that first 4 months when we were sort of holding her up and making her jump on the table and you know the rockers and the bouncy toys and all the rest of it and just felt a real sense of loss for those 4 mm-hmm. months that could have been very different but mm-hmm. i've just sort of learned to accept it and to know that it's there and to not beat myself up for it and say oh you shouldn't be feeling that you shouldn't be feeling mm-hmm. guilty or shame for it but just to sort of put it over here and say yep i see you you're here and mm-hmm. and it's not you know it's it's a small thing for me so it's not here very much but um but it's it's not something i have to stuff down it's just something i can acknowledge and say yeah i <laughs> didn't that didn't go quite the way it probably could have done if i'd been a bit mm-hmm. more prepared 
I feel like that was one of the things that I really enjoyed and in the, in the circle membership community that comes with the course um, that I'm really excited to meet the new, the new group um, was talking about those, that experimentation um, the first time around and, and subsequent times and through the, the process of the course, hearing from people, I'm trying these new things. I used to do it kind of like this. It's feeling really strange to me, or I wish I'd done it more like that, or I'm trying this out and it's really cool and things are changing and I'm feeling good about it. And, and really just leaning into those conversations and, and, and getting that feedback from other people who are on that same journey was really cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome to see when parents come into this um, with a real sort of sense of honesty and vulnerability and rawness and and just kind of when we're all in it together we're all doing it together we're we're not sugarcoating anything you know if if something was hard I'm going to say oh yeah (laughs) that was hard I remember that being hard and I can see that it's hard for you now too Um, and when we do show up with that sort of full sense of ourselves and other people are showing up in that way too I think that we can really build this community that parents really need and and that we don't have in our Mm day-to-day lives and we're supposed to keep up this facade of, oh, yeah, I've got it under control. I know what I'm doing. Everything's fine. <laughs> when underneath the water, we're scrabbling around. Um, mm-hmm. This sort of gives you a place where you can have permission to show mm-hmm. that you're scrabbling and, and to get support in, in doing that. Yeah, I love that. I think it's just so funny that we named the course right from the start because there is no right from the start. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, well, that's why we did it, right? <laughs> right? But it's like, I just I wonder if it's confusing to people or like empowering that like mm-hmm. every day can be a fresh start. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. child can be a fresh start. I think mm-hmm. a huge lesson we learned in the community also was that as folks were nurturing their baby in that first year, they also had older kids and they were starting fresh with them in a new way. The ways that I think the, the, the whole idea behind the course is saying right from the start is about learning how to attune mm-hmm. to, you know, to ourselves and to our babies mm-hmm. and, and start feeling our way through parenting in a way that setting that anxiety aside, setting those pressures aside, those automatic negative thoughts mm-hmm. and finding a way to kind of hone in on, on what feels right to them, our babies, our older kids, our toddlers, our partners, mm-hmm. what feels right to us and finding a way to meet those needs. Um, and it, setting aside those prescribed, quote unquote, right things that I think are so pervasive in our culture with you have to do this right. There's no one right way to raise a baby, right? No, absolutely not. Yeah, when, whenever I type out the words right from the start, I always mentally in my mind put a little arrow pointing up after the word right, right for you from the start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because it really is about, okay, here, this is what the research says, and these are the flaws in the research, and these are the reasons why we might choose to say, you know what, even though the overall results of the research say this, we might actually want to go in a slightly different direction because we can critically evaluate that research. So you get support doing that. But ultimately, it's about, you know, what really is right? What does feel right to you and your family? And if what the research says is just not going to work for you, then don't do it. <laughs> and if it is, then let's do it. And, and maybe there's some whole spectrum where you fall somewhere on that spectrum and you're like okay yeah this is this is where I fit this is what's right for me and no matter where that is no matter what kind of family you have no matter how your baby is coming to you (laughs) there is a path that that um that will be right for you and your family and I think I I see our role as helping parents to find that path that's right for them I agree I think that that the feedback we got from the first time we launched this course was so much about us giving parents permission to try new things or to to just even 
learn about what some of those things are within feeding or diapering, dressing, bathing, or sleep, sleep um, or um, play and movement, P parents would be like, oh, that's a thing. I didn't even know that you could find a way to co-sleep with a baby, or I didn't even know that a diaper change could look like that, yeah. you know? So I think that, that we found a semi-comprehensive way to just put out what the general options are that some people might not even know, and then give them permission to explore that in their own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and try it and see if it works. Yeah, I mean, I, mm -hmm. who, who thinks of diaper changing anything other than a chore that you have to get through as fast as you can? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, who, who wants to be around or in contact with poop for any longer than you need to be? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I, when, when Karis was young, I would hear all these stories of uh, <laughs> a friend of a friend, is how these things always are, with the, the, um, the poop shot out of the kid's bum, hit the diaper and ricocheted onto her. <laughs> the poop stories that I remember. But, um, but yeah, so we, we sort of have this idea that it's, it's something we have to get through as fast as we can and not something that can be a deeply connecting experience and not that it has to be that every single time you change a diaper, mm -hmm. but that it can be some mm -hmm. of the time when it's the right time for you to do that. Mm -hmm. And I like too, like thinking about some of the feedback we got from people was about <clears throat> logistically ways that they could change their approach to their to their baby <clears throat> or to their older older children in connection to the baby but a lot of it was just about examining their own beliefs thinking about their roles thinking about their goals thinking about what was going on in here and in here through all of it even if nothing really truly logistical changed just mm -hmm. how they felt changed through that process of building awareness like you said Hannah attunement thinking about who they wanted to be how they wanted to move through this really kind of rocky rocky time of new of new parenthood or of new babyhood. I don't know if there's a word for that. <laughs> All the new the newness. Yeah, and I think that part of the reason we don't do that is because our culture is so it trains us to, you know, you have to do 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 do. You have to go and learn this thing and then there's going to be these five things that you toys that you need to buy and then you need to play with them with your baby in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that you're constantly developing yourself, developing your child, and that there's, there's no place in our culture to just kind of be, mm -hmm. to just relax into mm -hmm. being in relationship with another person. And yeah, I think that was a big mindset shift for a lot of people who went through the last round mm -hmm. of the course where they realized, I don't have to do all the time and, and I don't need all of the extra stuff. I can just be in myself. I can be true in myself and be true in my relationship with my child. And that is enough. And that's a massive mindset shift for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, that, that the focus, yeah. it's yes, you know, strollers and, and things, but it's also just about relationship, how mm -hmm. just trying to attune to that relationship with our baby, not to accelerate them, not to do it all perfectly ourselves, mm -hmm. but just to be together and learn about one another. Mm -hmm. it, it, that's what right is. That's what we're talking about here in, in, in a connection-based way. And, and uh, even having, you know, all the modules, it's like I've lost track of like feeding, sleeping, mm -hmm. eating, play and movement, siblings, um, diaper dressing <laughs> and eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, all and all about areas. you don't forget all about <laughs> you right well and i was gonna say i mean all those areas but they they're all they're not about how to do it perfectly they're about yeah. how to connect with your baby through these activities of daily living mm -hmm. how to say how can i get to know myself and how can i get to know you as we do all this stuff over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. and that all about you section i think was one of the biggest ahas mm -hmm. for me and i think for a lot of folks in the, the right from the start community because 
that realization, oh my gosh, my needs matter just as much, if not more so than my babies. Like, like whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, a lot of the parents that I work with um, come into working with me having given so much of themselves to their babies um, and, and not even realizing that they even have needs or that they know that, that they, can, they can recognize them, that they can use signals their bodies are sending, for example, to recognize what their needs are. They're, they're so attuned to providing everything that their baby needs and that they themselves just get kind of lost in this whole process. And uh, when, when the baby's young and needs a lot from you, a lot of the time, that can feel like it's the only way to move forward. But as your child gets older and you need to do things like setting limits or boundaries, <laughs> which can even be relevant in the younger stages as well. Um, and if you don't know what your needs are, if you don't know how to identify them or articulate them, you're going to have a really hard time being in a relationship with this other person where you can see their needs and respect those needs and teach them how to do that, how to set boundaries for themselves if you can't do it yourself. And mm -hmm. so I think that providing that support for parents to see not only this is a thing, but here's how you can start doing it is absolutely critical. And it's missing in so many uh, sort of the early uh, pregnancy and, and infancy resources. Yeah, right. not just how to, you know, raise the best baby possible and the smartest and the, the fastest and the biggest and, and the brightest, but saying how, how can I be meeting my needs? How can we be in yeah. relationship together in a way that serves us both? Because I think when we and I, I was like that, I hit a wall at a certain point when mm -hmm. I, it wasn't that I didn't want to meet my baby's needs anymore. There were just moments when I couldn't. And I would immediately feel such a sense of failure and shame. Because in my mind, the game plan was to meet all of their needs all the time mm -hmm. and without even acknowledging my own. So then when mine naturally <laughs> came up, I would feel resentment. I would feel shame. I would mm -hmm. feel confusion. And I, I love that that part came into to our course building, realizing, oh, my gosh, the earlier we can all start recognizing mm -hmm. and giving ourselves permission to examine our needs and even assert them with our babies, our toddlers, our kids, our partners, our mother-in-laws, that stranger at the grocery store, mm -hmm. right? The, the, yeah. the, the better we can feel, you know, and yeah. the better we can and do ultimately too. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't know that when, when my daughter was born, you know, I, um, my, my predominant memory of that period <clears throat> is my husband, uh, alternating between watching the Tour de France and Game of Thrones on TV or going on long bike rides. Mm -hmm. And because uh, he was training for a hundred mile race that we had done together the year before. And so something didn't feel right to me, but I didn't know what it was. I had absolutely mm -hmm. no idea how to understand what it was or articulate it. Because if I asked him for something, he would willingly go and do it. But uh, I didn't know that that wasn't enough for me. I didn't know how to say that. Um, and, and it's only in the process of the last few years that I've learned how to even see that I have a need and then articulate it. And what that's doing is, uh, is in interrupting cycles of intergenerational trauma. Because when we, can, when we learn how to do this for ourselves, we can support our children in doing it for themselves. And then they go through their whole lives understanding, I have needs and other people have needs. And we can work to meet both of those and, and be in relationships with people in an entirely different way than we had been until we learned that for ourselves mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of folks in our in the circle community that goes along with the course they're like high achieving 
parents. They're, oh, yeah. they're you know, perfectionist, Virgo, <laughs> high achievers. And, and I, I remember that's who I used to be, too, in that strange <laughs> way. Um, and when I, I really could have used this course, like I, I went just gung ho, mm -hmm. seeing to the house, you know, full on, like taking on all of the um, the division, no division of labor. You know, I was doing it all. I was doing so much of the baby stuff. My partner was amazing and, and, and pitched in and was a big part of it. But mm -hmm. I just remember being like, this is all mine. I own all of this. And, and willingly so. And it really wasn't until I had my son and was dealing with a toddler and a baby and whatever, where I was just like, I give up. Is this a conspiracy? Like, what's, what's happening? Am I in the Truman Show? Like, something doesn't feel right anymore. I was living this life and believing these things about my role as a parent, which is do, 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 give, give, give. Mm -hmm. And, and I was realizing what's happening to me in, in, in the moment. Like, what, wh who am I becoming, essentially? If I'm a human giver, I'm not a human being anymore, you know? In a really yeah, I think we way. all find, find that time hit our wall at a certain point. It could be with one baby two weeks in, and you're like, this isn't working. Something about this isn't working. Or it could be, you know, later with a, an older baby with the older children. All of a sudden, everyone's needs are changing. Everyone's ages are growing and stages are evolving in, in development. And, and it starts feeling really hard all of a sudden. And I think that's one other thing that, that people really enjoyed about the course and, and the feedback. They said, we were going through these modules, many of which I wasn't having any challenges in yet. But through the course, um, through the course of the course, things did come up. And all of a sudden, I knew how I kind of wanted to approach them and that there's an immense power in exploring potential challenges and um, potential avenues for different approaches before you're forced into it in a stressful situation, you know, mm -hmm. kind yeah. of a lot of folks in the community were applying the things they were learning for their babies that hadn't even come up with their babies in challenges with mm -hmm. sleep and challenges with eating and challenges with, um, with play or with movement. Mm -hmm. And they were applying those to their toddlers and their kids. They were seeing that it's all connected that mm -hmm. all of these kind of um, these fundamentals that we explore, the research that you just so beautifully um, lay out for everybody, the troubleshooting that Kelsey and mm -hmm. I love going at mm -hmm. is, is really um, can be kind of uh, applied universally in a way that feels right mm -hmm. for, for you. It's not just about what to do perfectly this first year with baby. And then you have, then you have to get a course for what to do in the second year with baby. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this is, this is an idea of, of, of a um, kind of a, a seed change, a mindset shift, and a, mm -hmm. a different approach to living your life with whoever is in it, whatever age they are. Mm -hmm. So many of these fundamentals, I'm like, this is what I, how I'm working with my husband in the <laughs> same areas, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we, we had parents applying this across their lives, right? With, yeah. um, with, with parents who are having mental health challenges and what do I tell my toddler about it while I'm sitting here nursing my three-week-old mm -hmm. um, to, to parents who were really shifting their relationship with their parents and seeing, mm -hmm. you know what, when, when you say those kinds of things to me, that's not okay with me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it does not sit right with me. And I have a, a responsibility to myself now because I know what boundaries are. I know mm -hmm. how to sense that something's not right for me rather than just thinking, okay, yeah, it's just what you do. I'm, I'm going to show up differently for myself and, mm -hmm. and I'm going to pass on that lesson, not right now to my newborn, but that is going to be a part of how I'm in relationship with my newborn as well. So yeah, we absolutely saw people who were taking these lessons and applying them in all different avenues of their lives as well. Mm -hmm. Well, this is so exciting. Is the doors are open to the course today. <laughs> they are. Through this next week. 
Um, and we're just excited to meet everyone in this in this next round of right from the start. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have mm-hmm. any questions, you know, for us, for Jen, you can mm-hmm. DM us. You can send us an email mm-hmm. for our websites at yourparentingmojo.com and upbringing.co. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. I think we, a lot of questions were like asking about course specifics because they wanted to give gifts uh, to friends or a family who were going to have babies and mm-hmm. any like just little questions that come up, let us know or any big questions or concerns, mm-hmm. right, Jen? Yep, yep. We uh, have folks on hand waiting to uh, get back to you. So, <laughs> yeah, if you have any questions about any aspect of how the courses run or, you know, you get access to the materials for life, mm-hmm. um, the community is available for you to sort of check back in over a period of six months or so afterwards, although it's it's not supported beyond that. We're supporting it for the, the eight weeks of the course. Um, but, yeah, you, you get you get the the materials, the actual knowledge itself that you can refer back to and, and the community of parents who's so warm and so loving and so caring. And also the four coaching sessions with us mm-hmm. where you get to be on calls with us. And it's almost like you were to if you were to hit that button that say request to join the Instagram live right mm-hmm. now and you'd be here on this call with us. That's what it's like mm-hmm. um, where you actually get to talk with us. And, and we do one on one coaching with often a person on each of the calls. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're sort of one person in a sea of millions and we have no idea who you are. <laughs> we actually get to know you and your struggles and your challenges and your successes as you're going going through this and I think that that's uh, that's a degree of support that you don't see a lot of places as well yeah and that feeling in community with so many other parents too like I think so many connections were made in our circle community and through the calls where you're building relationship with other Mm -hmm. folks knowing just generally speaking okay I'm not alone in this wow my challenges or my fears or anxieties or shame is is applying to so many other people it's not just Mm -hmm. me Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's oh, absolutely. a lot of folks too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, something yeah. That we wish we'd had. Yeah. I was on a call recently where I, a, a parent bravely confessed to not always enjoying spending time with her child. And she said, I, I feel so bad about it. And I feel like it's just me. And I, I put us on gallery view and I said, okay, everybody please wave if you don't always enjoy spending time with your child. And of course there's all this sea of waving hands and, <laughs> and her jaw <laughs> drops. And it's not just me is, you know, it's, she's thinking it's not just you. It's not just you going through this. And, and I think that that also is a huge part of self-compassion as well. When, when we are in this uh, mindset of I'm not doing it right, I'm not enough, I'm not good at this, I'm not a good enough parent, um, we, get, we get into this mindset of, well, I, this, it's just me. Every, everybody else has it figured out. Everybody else is fine. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, no, everybody else is figuring it out just like you are, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. so much scope to say, okay, yeah, I can be with that. I can be as imperfect as I am and know that that is mm-hmm. still enough. Yeah. What would you say to people watching or listening this video and considering the course who maybe just don't feel like they deserve it, who think I should probably know this already, or Mm -hmm. this costs a little bit of money. Maybe I'll just pick up a book and read it. Or if I tell someone I'm taking this course, will they think I'm less of a mom or Mm -hmm. my husband thinks I'm doing a pretty good job. If I say I want to take this course, is that admitting that I don't think I am? Like, Mm -hmm. what would you say to those people? I think I would invite somebody who is thinking that to close their eyes and to just kind of check in with what's going on in your body. 
and to not let it be a cognitive decision. Because when it's a cognitive decision, it's like, okay, here are the pros, here are the cons, one list is longer, this is the thing. And what that does is uh, throughout our culture, you know, we, we privilege this knowledge that comes from our heads and uh, we ignore any, any knowledge that comes from anywhere below our necks, basically. And one of the things we learn as we're going through the course is our bodies have this enormous knowledge. And so I would invite you to, with your eyes closed, just kind of check in and see, what am I feeling? How am I feeling overall about parenting right now? Do, do I feel sick in my stomach when I think about you know, all the things I'm worried about that I'm not doing correctly? Do I feel tension in my shoulders? Is there some kind of tightness, hotness against uh, on my chest? Um, that's, that's not just your baby lying there sleeping. <laughs> and, and then to think about, okay, what would it be like to be in a course where you have this information broken down into these bite-sized chunks and you have access to a community of people who are going through the same thing too and who are uh, getting on weekly calls or, or the, the bi-weekly calls with Hannah and Kelty and Jen and, and getting specific coaching on your specific challenges. And what shifts as you bring that to mind, does that feel comforting in some way? Does that feel uh, like it's, you know, you're drawn to it? Like, yes, I need that. And if it is, then I would say, come on in <laughs> because th this is what you need. And we are here for you. If, if nothing shifts for you and you're like, yeah, I, I could still go either way, then there may be other things out there that will be a better fit for you. But if you feel drawn to something that provides you with the information, the community and the support together, then I would say, you know, we're, we're here <laughs> and waiting for you. And we can't wait to get started. Perfectly put, Jen. Thanks so much for hopping on and connecting with us about the right yeah. to start course and we'll see you yeah. in a few weeks here on the farm too right yes <laughs> we are very excited yeah. so yeah I, I grew up on a farm so i can milk a goat and mm -hmm. okay. I, I and looked after animals so i'm, mm -hmm. I'm not completely new to it but karis is okay. very new to it and we're very excited <laughs> we've got some male pigs so i don't think they'll okay. be needing milking we'll find you a goat. we'll find you something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while it's definitely been a while <laughs> Awesome. All right, Jen. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday. Mm -hmm. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.